Coach Prime in Colorado are active in the portal again, and I'll tell you who they're after and who they're getting on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Bus. I'm your host, Kevin Borba. Um, today, we have a special one. We're talking about the transfer portal. Some people left. A major person left, actually, which I was quite surprised about. But then when I dove into the numbers, maybe not so much. We're going to talk about the guys who are coming to Colorado. And then we're going to talk about Coach Prime's stance on the HBCU level and why he was so disappointed that only one HBCU player was drafted. Um, but before we do, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The episode uh, excuse me, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Okay, Colorado ended up losing a handful of guys. Um, they've lost, I think, over 50 players by now. But this one on, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, surprised me the most. And I, I would say it stung the most. Um, Colorado tight end, Sadu Traore, um, who, as John talked about, was new to football, uh, only got a one offer out of Arkansas State. He's from England. Um, kind of burst onto the scene this past year, uh, recording 50 pass or 50 catches for 655 yards, four touchdowns. Um, he was just one of six tight ends at FBS to catch at least 50 passes. Uh, he decided to re-enter the portal. Um, he was someone who I believe throughout the spring camp was making a good impression. Um, it was someone that they all spoke highly of, Shadur Sanders, Coach Prime. Um, the offense coordinator, Sean Lewis, spoke highly of him. Um, but I just don't think he saw from what I was what I was gathering from behind the scenes is I don't think there was a scheme. Um, how do I put this? There wasn't a scheme that he wasn't a fan of the scheme, essentially, or wasn't a fan of how he was being used, I guess you could say, um, which we kind of I I think this is a tough part about all these transfers coming in and out. Um, I think you transfer in because you're excited to play for Coach Prime and Sean Lewis, and there's like a lot of appeal, Charles Kelly as well. And then you get there, and maybe it's not what you thought it was going to be. We've seen three guys now transfer out that were uh, transfers that came in uh, to play for Coach Prime, and then they ended up leaving. Uh, Tavion Beasley, and then yours, uh, Yorsef, I don't know how to say his last name, the, the Florida offensive lineman that left, um, and now him, obviously. And so... I wanted to do some digging just to show you guys because I think a lot of the fans were just upset that he came and then left. Um, and so I did some a little research, a little math, and I, I tweeted this over at the uh, over on Athlon. And I wrote about it. it says losing Sadie Sadie Traore may be shocking and a tough loss, but obviously Sean Lewis's offense doesn't use tight, end, tight ends very much, and it was always going to be a challenge to feature him, which I probably think he learned as time went on. Um, his stats last year, like I said before, fifty catches. Um, 655 yards, four touchdowns. Um, these are the catches from all of the tight ends, whether it's first string, second string, third string at Kent State um, for, throughout Sean Lewis's entire tenure. So 2018 to 2022, obviously he stepped down after last year or after this past season to take the Colorado job. So 2018 to 2022, he had two tight ends per year, typically register a catch. Um, they had 45 catches for 415 yards and nine touchdowns. So he had five more catches um 240 more yards and they had uh, five more touchdowns than he did but obviously he was in those what is that how many years is that let's see 2018 to 
2018 through 2022. Let's bust out the handy dandy calculator so I don't mess that up because I'm I'm not a mathematician. You guys know that. Um, I don't. I've never claimed to be a mathematician. Um, that is in four years. So in the four, or five, I think that's five seasons. Though. In the five seasons that he was at, um, or in the five seasons that Kent Sean Lewis is at Kent State. His tight ends didn't do anything, really. Um, Sadie Troy got more production and his one year at Arkansas State where he burst onto the scene. He was all Sun Belt guy. Um, he's going to have tons of Power 5 schools reach out to him. Um, I think this is a big loss. Uh, I think it's an understandable loss, though. I think probably didn't have the role that maybe he had hoped for. Um, during the spring game, we didn't see a lot of tight ends being – obviously, he didn't play, but we didn't see a lot of tight ends being targeted. And, I mean, that was one of the positions that Coach Prime in Colorado – have been targeting in the portal. They've offered a couple guys at tight end already. So maybe they knew that he was leaving or maybe they were just wanting more depth at the position and now they have to replace him anyway. So tough loss there. Um, but obviously it didn't work out, but they're going to have an, an ability to bring in more receivers, which the receivers are more the bread and butter of this offense. I think tight end was probably going to be not an issue for Sean Lewis to work in, but it wasn't something that he had done before. Obviously, people have been telling me they haven't had the caliber tight end that Sidhu Traore is at Kent State, probably. But you still lost him. So, I mean, it's it's a tough loss because I think he was, he was a really good player. Um, I thought he was a size or a matchup nightmare because of his size. Um, probably could go out wide. Um, he was ranked as the top 35 transfer in the portal. And now some lucky team across the country is going to get um, a tight end who could probably be, uh, if he performs like he did last year, a uh, uh, first or second round pa- draft pick, maybe third round at worst. But he won't be playing for the Buffs. Um, so sorry, Buffs fans. Uh, but I'm going to tell you about who the Buffs brought in. Um, but before I do, this episode is obviously brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Um, let me get a little fancy here for you. FanDuel, here we go. Okay. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, me personally, I would like to, I like betting on the NBA right now playoffs uh, lebron james anthony davis those are my guys there's no better place to bet in all the playoff actions in america's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's a fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel the official sports betting partner of the nba okay so we talked about city troy he's out you know um there's probably a few more guys that through the list that have kind of gotten out but let's talk about the guys that they brought in um First of all, they brought in Jacquez Robinson, former four-star defensive back out of Alabama. Probably very familiar with Charles Kelly's system, or at least the basis of it. Um, He committed to Colorado, a four-star recruit that went to Alabama out of the 2020 class, excuse me, but failed to solidify a major role. Um, He he played a lot of special teams. Um, At Colorado, he'll have a chance to start. Um, I think, obviously, Cormani McLean is, everybody's penciling him in as a starter, but you either even if he does not does start, you still need guys that can rotate in and be really good. Um, we saw during the spring spring game, and obviously during clips that were being released throughout the spring s- session, that the backup de- the second team defense was not very good. Um, Shadur Sanders was slicing dicing them up, so the more depth, the better. Um, Jaquez Robinson will have a chance to play third three year guy, obviously at at Alabama, just never had a chance to crack the starting rotation but they had they had a lot of depth there they had kool-aid mckinstry they had obviously 
uh, Eli Ricks this past year. Um, they just, they've always had a really loaded secondary. And so at Colorado, he'll have a chance to have a much larger role. Um, he wasn't the only SEC transfer that they brought in, though. Um, they also brought in David Connor from Florida, who's an offensive tackle. Um, he's a former three-star. Uh, a little bit about him. He's from the Atlanta area, but transferred to uh, Luther King, uh, from Luther King to Deerfield Beach High School prior to his senior season. Um, he racked up tons of offers. Uh, one of them was from Jackson State, so Coach Prime has always had his eye on him. Uh, Tulane, Arizona, and Florida Atlantic before he eventually committed to Florida. Um, the six foot five, nearly 300-pounder redshirt as a freshman last season didn't appear in a game um, before he left the team. At Colorado, obviously, the offensive line has been something that I don't say they've underperformed, but Tim Brewster has kind of made it known that they are expecting more and they haven't gotten that yet. So we will continue to kind of wait that out and see who emerges as the starters. Um, they have a couple Kent state guys who I expect to start or ex- at least expect to have some, a major role just because they're familiar with the offense. I think the speed of the offense is what's really having or hurting these guys. And then today, um, right before I hopped on to record this podcast, Colorado landed another transfer and Florida state defensive back. Um, Omar, let me, let me pull up the, here we go. Omarion Cooper. Uh, he was a productive transfer. And I, I think this is one to be excited about, but not obviously they're all, they're all something to be excited about third Florida state transfer. Obviously coach prime has a little connection, maybe a little rivalry with his, his former program, taking it away from the Seminoles, but he comes to Colorado with two seasons of experience. Um, he played in 20 games, started seven, um, He's recorded 30 tackles, three interceptions. Um, and yeah, I think honestly, he's someone who could probably start uh, opposite of Travis Hunter. I think Cormani McLean has a great chance of starting. Don't get me wrong, but he's a freshman. You never know if he maybe can't adjust to the speed. I don't know. Um, but having guys who could come in and start right away, huge. And I think Omarion Cooper, because now we have Omarion Cooper and Omarion Miller. I've never heard the name of Marion until like, I would say maybe two years ago. And now we have, there's two on Colorado, so don't get them mixed up. We got Amarion Cooper, Amarion Cooper, defensive back, Amarion Miller, wide receiver. Make sure you're staying on top of that. But we also, which this happened at the spring game, so I, I don't know if I touched on it, but I will just to kind of talk about because lately I've been talking about all the transfers that have been going out. Um, so let's talk about someone who came in. Uh, they also added Kentucky defensive back transfer Vito Tisdale who he was probably the one of the more experienced guys in the portal. Um, he has three years of eligibility remaining, a list at six foot one. Missed the 2022 season due to ACL tear. Um, he was expected to start. Uh, he was was dismissed for the, from the team um, for a violation of team rules, which um, was reportedly from a first-degree burglary charge. Um, but prior to that in the 2021 season, he made 21 tackles, including one and a half tackles for a loss and a pass and a pass breakup. Um, as a freshman, played in 10 games, tallied 20 tackles, including six in the Gator Bowl against NC State. So that's multiple. All of the transfers lately have been coming on the defensive side of the ball. Very exciting. Um, the defense was obviously the weaker link in terms of the spring game. I think we all saw that. The both of the offenses, even the even the second offense, kind of had. Not, they didn't have a lot of. A lot of success against the first team, but they were moving the ball a little bit. Um, so the more help, the better. Um, and then also 
and this could be a Colorado potential add to the, the offense, Shane Hooks. Excuse me, I got the hiccups now. This is the worst time to get the hiccups. Um, Shane Hooks, who Jackson State receiver, leading receiver from last year, Shadur Sanders' favorite target. He was considering Colorado, UNLV, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, um, Cincinnati also. And then he posted his top five, used a Deion Sanders Jr. song. And I was like, everybody was like, oh, Colorado lock. Another Jackson State transfer to Colorado. No shock there. And then he ended up going to Ole Miss, went to the SIP, as they say. And then this past weekend, he announced his decommitment from the SIP. And so he's back on the market, which means Colorado could be perhaps in the mix to land him again. And so that would be a huge addition. Um, obviously, him and Schroeder already have that rep- repertoire, uh, rapport, excuse me, um, in the repertoire. There we go. And he was just a big-bodied receiver. And I think him, along with Jimmy Horn Jr., Xavier Weaver, Travis Hunter, I think that'd be a dynamic quartet right there. Um, they also got Willie Gaines from Jackson State. So they're going to have options at receiver. I think Shane Hooks is one that they really want. Um, so we'll see if they land him. And then it's very unclear because he's not listed on the roster. But let me let me pull it up just to make sure. Shiloh Sanders, who... Um, is obviously the other son of De- of Coach Prime. He was he recently graduated from Jackson State, and now he by on three is listed as a Colorado Buffalo. Um, he's not listed on the roster yet, and so we'll see. But I think he's you could pencil him in as a Colorado Buffalo. He I think he'll be coming to Colorado, um, but we'll see as time moves on. Um, but yeah, what you need to know about the transfer portal: multiple guys in on the defense, all quality guys. A few of them could probably start. A few of them will start, or they'll have at least major roles. So this defense is, again, taking that next step. And I think Colorado is legit trying to compete next season. I think a lot of people are penciling them in for four wins. I think, like we talked about on Friday's episode, that they are, I believe, three and a half. Uh, That's their win total for FanDuel. And I think they're going to, if I was a betting man, which I live in California, so legally I'm not, um, I think I think I would take the over. Um, I think this is a possible six to seven win team. Um, we'll see as time goes on. The more, tr- the more talent they add, the more I think they could win. But we'll see, um, guys. I really want to thank you for making Locked On Bus your first listen every day. Everydayers, that's what I call my everyday listeners now. Um, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's episode, we're gonna be talking more transfer portal stuff, the latest Coach Prime news, Colorado. We're gonna be talking everything you need to know. Everything you need to know, I got you here. Um, so tune in. You want to won't want to miss that. Um, but yeah, thank you for making Lockdown Buster first listen. So you know, we appreciate you guys. So subscriber counts going up. Like to see that number continue to grow. You like to see more fans. I'd love to do a question and answer mailbag thing. Um, either way, I appreciate you guys. Let's dive into the final thing of today's episode, which was Coach Prime talking about his disappointment in the NFL in the recent NFL draft, only one HBCU player was selected. Um, Isaiah Bolden, a guy who played for coach prime was selected with pick number 245. Um, obviously there's seven rounds. Um, and only one guy was drafted. Um, I thought, honestly, I thought Isaiah land would be drafted. Um, the, the FAMU, uh, uh, edge rusher who was like the leader in the sack leader in all of college football the a few years ago had like 20 sacks in a year um he didn't get drafted which was surprising um he ended up with the Dallas Cowboys but coach prime had a strongly worded message um in terms of 
the NFL. He and this is the tweet. Let me see if I get it. I'll I'll share my screen with you guys so that way. Let's see. Share screen. Perfect. Okay. So he said, So proud is Isaiah Bolden. You deserve to be drafted much higher, but I'm truly proud of you. I know how much you want this. And then obviously this is again, coach prime. I'm ashamed of the 31 other NFL teams that w- couldn't find value in all of the talented HBCU players. And we had three more draft worthy players at JSU, Jackson state university, obviously. Um, so yeah, I think, and of course people and people love to hate on coach prime. I've gathered this. He's a personality. He's a, he's kind of a, a polarizing figure that people will always when they have a chance to take a shot at, they will. And this was their chance to take a shot at him because obviously he's vouching for the HBCU level. Um, and people are saying that's ironic. It's hypocritical. Uh, honestly, if he's not going to vouch for the HBCU level, who will? Because if we're being, let's be completely honest about before coach prime went to Jackson state, the HBCU level, obviously well-respected. Um, I've watched, I love watching their games. Um, there was no advocate for the HBCU level. ESPN wasn't televising their games that frequently. Um, they would do the MIAC for SWAC or MIAC for SWAC thing um, games, excuse me. And then the cricket bowl would be televised. But other than that, didn't hear a peep from the HBCU level. Coach Prime goes there, um, rejuvenizes a program that otherwise was down bad, brings all these top talent players. They start winning. All of a sudden, everybody's. Everybody's thinking about at the HBC level. Top recruits are going there. Obviously, Travis Hunter, um, Kevin Coleman, guys like that. They're all going there. Shutter Sanders as well. And he's advocating. He's getting the HBCU combine going. He's getting their games on ESPN. Exposure. Exposure. Discussion. And now people are upset that he's talking about the HBCU level. Like, just in that tweet below, um, people were talking about how can how can you be ashamed you left like if you're going to leave the hbcu level like why can you talk about it obviously he he's he's the biggest advocate for the hbcu i've ever seen honestly let's let's put call spade a spade uh, i don't think there's anyone out there that's advocating for the hbcu level players as much as coach prime even though he left i think and we talked about this i don't even know probably a month ago maybe he took the call out of job because it allowed Shadur Sanders to play at a power five level it allowed coaching his coaching staff guys who had never surpassed or been involved in power five level. He allowed them to be at the power five level. He took trainers from Jackson state with him who will be, have the opportunity to work at a power five level program. It was so much more than him just going for the money. He obviously doesn't need to worry about money. Um, he's an NFL hall of famer um, has a lot of, a lot of endorsement deals, Aflac, uh, Oak, uh, I the, the yogurt brand. I know, I think it's Okios or whatever. Um, the yogurt brand, he has endorsement deals forever. You know, he's, he's a great personality. He was on TV before he took either of these coaching jobs. Like he has money. People are like, Oh, it's for the money. It wasn't for the money. It was for the opportunity for the others around him. Obviously he got to per, um, progress his career, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about the HVC level. So I think the, the people being upset about him advocating for all the talented players at the HBCU level, they need to go look in the mirror, ask themselves what's wrong with themselves because what is what's going on here? We can't advocate for um, other levels of football, you know. I because I think really because let's obviously there's some notable coaches out there on the HBCU level. Eddie George is there. Um, I believe he's at Tennessee State. 
Let me fact check that. Let's see. He is, yeah, head coach at Tennessee State. Hugh Jackson's at Grambling State. I don't hear anything. I don't hear a peep from those guys. Obviously, they're advocating for their programs. Ed Reed was at Bethune, Bethune Cook, Cookman, excuse me, um, before he left, obviously. And he was only making headlines because of all the bad things that were happening there. But Coach Prime is trying to bring attention to these programs that deserve attention. They have talented players. You guys are saying all the time in the comment section that the HVCU level is much more closer to the Power 5 level than people realize. And for the most part, yeah, you're right. You know, Obviously, they're probably not going to compete with Alabama, but teams in the Power 5 don't compete with the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. But for people to be upset about Coach Prime, to vouching for his former players and players that he's coached against, his peers, if you will, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I think it just goes to show that he's really a down-to-earth person, and I think it goes to show – that even though he's no longer there, he's still trying to bring awareness of the HBCU level and how much talent they have down there um, in the at the HBCU program. So Coach Prime, don't get mad at him for advocating for kind of this, the, the place that gave him his start in college coaching. So don't understand the the anger there. Guys, thank you again for making Locked on Buffs your first listen every day. I'm Kevin Borba. This has been another great episode of Locked on Buffs. I will be back tomorrow. I'm hoping to have some guests on pretty soon. We'll talk about all the ins and outs of the roster construction, what to expect, the position battles. Um, so just stay tuned. Make sure to like, subscribe, share. Again, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. We're free. So have a great Tuesday or have a great Monday. I will see you guys on Tuesday.